This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You're, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos and motor hits, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time for the Cigar Authority. September 21st, 2015, broadcasting live from the floor. Dominicana Cigar Studios here high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today, Akil from Regis Cigars joins us, and we want to talk about my trip from Cuba. You want more of it? You got it. I wrote a blog about it, and I will share my shocking conclusion in advance today, those that are following it. Also, the latest issue of Cigar Journal has hit the shelves. Perfect ratings, if you ask me. Yes. Uh, but the spelling might be a little weakness on um, they, they have an the issue Cigar with their, Journal. With their spell check. I'll tell you all about that. We have Old Fod Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, Cigar News from Bad News Barry. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop right here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud, where you can set it and forget it on all three. First day of spring. It was a long winter. It's the first day of spring. The flowers are blooming. The birds are chirping. The snow is falling. Wake up, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> we got more snow. It's, it's awesome. Amazing. We, we beat the snow. record. We did. We it's did. all that matters. We got 10 feet of snow here in New Hampshire. It's almost over, I would say. And um, cigar smoking season usually has begun today. So we're going to say cigar smoking season has begun right now. And we're going to smoke something uh, maybe I have never tried before, Barry Stein? Um, I do not believe this one you, you had. Um, I think the last time Akil was here, you might have smoked something different. Okay. So uh, today we have the Regis Claro Especial, which is exclusivo to the USA. Yeah. It is box press measuring at 7 and 3 eighths by 54. It is a Nicaraguan Puro, and it retails for twelve ninety five before local taxes. Comes in ten count boxes, and according to the local rep uh, Brett Bowersox, he suggests clipping it on both ends. Really? So this is a Solomon. It's pointed at both ends. This um, one towards the top of the cigar is the one you should put in your mouth. Sometimes it's a Solomon, and somebody will say to me, "What end do I light?" Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Figurado. It's not a Solomon. You light the one that's away from the band. Yeah. No. Yeah, you light the one away from the band. The right. one closest to the band is when you put it in your mouth. Box-pressed, figurado, pointed at both ends. Uh, something you really don't see very much is a box-pressed figurado. 
you got to imagine it takes a lot of work to pull this off. Um, we'll see how well it uh, tastes, draws, and everything right now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And he says cut both ends, huh? Just to get a better burn on it? Well, you don't get a draw because it's a closed foot. It's a closed oh, it's foot. A foot. It is a closed foot? How much of the foot would you cut? Just, just a teeny just bit. Yeah. You, you pretend you're a moil and you just snip the tip. Just okay. right. Moil. Okay. So, I'm going to do it because he said that's what I should do. So that's what I will do. It feels dirty. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From when you were two days old? Yeah, before I converted. Isn't it a ridiculous um, thing that happens, what they do to little boys when they're a couple days old? Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't it? It's a lot better than what the Catholic Church does, too. Boom, boom, Do they do that in England, too? <laughs> yes? They, they do that everywhere? It's amazing. Way to put them on the spot. All right, so uh, I'm going to fire this up. First, I'm going to take a draw. Seems well, like a good, easy draw, despite the uh, buttery, buttery sweet, buttery, sweet butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, uh, little note of apricots. Apricot. I had an apricot once. All right, what are we using here? This is the Vertigo Vortex Lighter. It's a fourteen ninety nine triple jet flip top beauty, featuring. This is the original, by the way. This is the original big-ass tank. It is a big-ass tank. And then they, they saw how well it went over with this lighter, and they started adding and featuring the big-ass tank with the other ones. Well, I've introduced it to the folks in Cuba. They loved it. They oh, thought I, I was magic with a, with a lighter like this. They must have loved it. Triple jet. Little snug pull here. Most and perfectos are. Yes. And so you get past the nipple and right. it opens up. It's going to go over the bubble of it and it's going to open up into a, uh, into a party. And a lot of perfectos will tend to burn a little bit off in the beginning if it's not perfectly lit. Yeah. So, well, so Akil's going to come on and it. tell us all about it. But what do you know about this other than what you said, Barry? Um, that's basically what I know about it. Yeah. Um, well, there goes that segment. All right. You know, Made in Nicaragua, Nicaraguan Puro, Box Press Perfecto, 738 by 54. All Nicaraguan? All Nicaraguan. Okay. Including the wrapper. Nice. Very nice. Yes. We're getting, hand, we're getting head shakes here. Beautiful. Silky, smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost yeah, this like... would be the opposite of a toothy wrapper. This one's got a little sheen to it. Silky. Beautiful. I like the secondary band. There's a dual band system. The first one is silver on white with the uh, Regis logo crest. Yeah. But then underneath it, you got the secondary band of uh, red, white, and silver, where it denotes that it's the Exclusivo USA. Kind of almost has a Cuban-esque feel in that essence uh, with the Exclusivo uh, moniker on it. Because this is Regis of London, which is where their cigars are sold except for this one. Mm-hmm. Which is made exclusive, exclusivo. I went to Cuba. I, I understand the Spanish language now. <laughs> you're very, yeah, you're very talented at that. Which is uh, exclusive to the USA, the United States of America. So, uh, and speaking of um, different countries and things like that, there is Cigar Journal. 
which is a bilingual edition, is a, is a bilingual cigar magazine. It's been out for, for a long time, 20 years. Way back used to be European Cigar Journal, later changing to the Cigar Journal, actually printed in the United States, but it is a bilingual magazine. And uh, I'll tell you, this is the new issue that just came out that we have uh, front and center over here. This is the spring 2015. Today's the first day of spring. Bam. Boom. The issue hits. And uh, it is the Cigar Journal. Uh, you can denote uh, which issue it is because the cover of Cigar Journal this time has uh, Davidoff's Hans Christian Hosgard on the cover of it. He is the president of Davidoff Worldwide, and it is the rebirth of Davidoff is the cover story on here, which is basically awaking, awakening the sleeping giant. It certainly is. Which, if you've been following Davidoff for the past couple of years, it certainly has. Um, they have the new president, uh, Hans Christian, in Europe, and they have a new president here in the United States, Jim Young. And those guys, first off, I got to give a, a round of applause to both of them because they certainly have changed not only Davidoff, but they've changed the cigar industry to a big point of it. So, a very, very interesting article. Great issue that we have here. We're going to just go over a few notes of uh, different things that are in there. And you mentioned Hans, just he's a reader of the Cigar Authority. He's left a few comments on some posts. He's reached out to us on Twitter. Um, he's definitely a reader of. What we're doing. Yeah, he wants to learn and, and make better and whatever. So, uh, listen, don't take everything we say and, and actually <laughs> make major judgment calls on uh, some of the things we say. It's, it's all you. Well, think about what, yeah. what, think about what Davidoff's done. They've relaunched Davo. They've relaunched Camacho. They've relaunched Winston Churchill. Yeah. They relaunched, in a way, the whole white label system with their store-in-store -store promotional items. Listen, don't forget Davidoff Nicaraguan. Holy God of, of a new you know, beast taking Davidoff, which is a Dominican cigar, used to be a Cuban cigar, uh, Dominican cigar, and actually say Davidoff is not about uh, Dominican Republic. Davidoff is a worldwide brand, and Davidoff can be anything. And here is Davidoff Nicaragua. And I understand there's going to be another Davidoff or another something coming out. Uh, a little later on in the show, we have some trademark uh, uh, news. So you'll end up uh, uh, telling us what we see for there. Uh, the 15th annual Cigar Trophy Awards. This is something Cigar Journal has been doing, obviously, for 15 years. This year, they're letting you pick the nominees for the best cigar, best brand, best value, best accessories, and best cigar lounge. Uh, they normally do it themselves every single year, and then the awards dinner is at um, the IPCPR every right. year. Uh, we've attended that a couple of times. Uh, starting in mid-April, go on to cigarjournal.co not .com, but .co, and you can give your choice of the best what you think it is. And then the final vote is going to happen in mid-May. Once they narrow it down and whittle it down to the top five, say, uh, you'll be able to also vote for the actual winner. So it's going to be more like a People's Choice Awards type of yeah. thing that you will help judge what those are. So uh, all you cigar manufacturers out there listening, you want to uh, you know, let all your fans know this so that they can help push your brand along the way. So uh, look for that. Cigar Smoking's World Championship. This is something they do also on September 4th through 6th, 2015 in Croatia. I've never been to Croatia, but in Croatia, 75 people, including a Cigar Journal reader. So that's why you need to get this issue. Uh, you can compete, uh, and they will send you out there to compete in this um, 
World Championship, which is actually the slowest smoker. Right. We've, we've done this before with it's fast. You go the fast. Fastest, yeah. But this is actually the slowest. Last year's winner, two hours, 22 minutes, and 42 seconds. And that's not even the record. On a Monte Cristo Petit Corona number four. You saw them. I brought I'm those back. I'm confident I can beat two hours. I don't know about 223, but I'm confident I can get in That's two a very small cigar. It's a five inch, 44 ring gauge, maybe 46 ring gauge. Wow. Um, I can't imagine. You got to keep it lit. You can only light it once. You got to keep it lit the whole time. If it goes out, it's over. Two hours and like twenty-two that. minutes. Wow, that's a long time for that size cigar. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine it. So right after the um, cigar smoking championships, did you check out the smoky spirits section? Briefly, so there is there is a whole write up on spirits that have a smoky component that match up really mm. well to cigars. They had high-end brandies, uh, whatever a grap is. Grappa? Grappa, yeah. Poor writing here. Rum and single malt scotch, which, I mean, we all know single malt scotches. You get the peaty ones, and those are smoky. I didn't realize you could have a smoky rum. Never had grappa. I had a rum when I was in Cuba, actually made just to go with cigars. I'll talk about that in my conclusion. Okay. Isn't grappa <laughs> Greek? No, it's Italian. It's, okay. made, it's it's what's left over after you get everything out of the wine that's left. High octane, man. It's poof. Man. I, I remember my friend's father, who was Greek, made some for his son's wedding. Yeah. So I just thought it had Greek. Well, there's Greek wine. Italian. I, yeah. no, but I guess there's Greek wine, too, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, blind taste test. This is very interesting. They uh, have 60 cigars, and they pick what I would say is the top people in the world <laughs> <laughs> to help them go judging these different cigars. I say that because I was honored to be one of them uh, in this issue that's here, and uh, I am in the next uh, also. So I guess it came off pretty well because they invited me back. And uh, some of the highlights that I noticed in there of uh, high ratings was the Davidoff Winston Churchill at a 91, Lubbo M uh, by our friend Rafael Nadell at 91, Perdomo Noir at 91. Uh, these are my friends, and it's so scary to – and I don't pass out high ratings uh, unless they are really good cigars. But I have no idea what the cigars are, and I'm crossing my fingers that I didn't really hurt anybody or do anything. But uh, those were the highlights that uh, I'm like, okay, that, that went – and I don't know till now right, of, yeah. of exactly what ended up happening. Um, story of uh, the International Women's Smoking Society. Yeah, they're I trying with that one. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying, and listen, I want it to happen. If we could get 50% of our business to be women, we could double our business almost because we have, I'm certainly, less than 1% for ourselves as retailers. Uh, as far as um, worldwide and stuff, I bet it's a small, small number. But um, if you can get women to get involved with it, it'd be great. Yeah, two women last night at your cigar yes. tasting event, uh, Cigar School with David Garofalo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was interesting that they, that they, that they came. Of uh, There was like 25 people. Two of them were women. Yeah. It's yeah. 10% almost. Yeah, it's not a bad bump. Uh, humidor quality. What an action-packed it was issue, so good. by the way. There's so much in it because uh, I'm going to keep going. And I, took, say, yeah, All I, this I, took, I took so many notes on this to be able to – I'm going to have the, the guys in the store read the article on the humidors. Uh, you got solid wood versus veneer, pros sure. and cons. They don't say you should do this. 
you have to go with this one. Go with the veneer or go with the solid wood. They just evaluate both, pros yeah. and cons. Uh, decorative hinges versus cheap knockoffs. Obviously, you want to watch out for the cheap knockoff hinges. Well, what kind of locking mechanism do the, does the humidor have, if it has one at all? Uh, what you should pay for the humidors and what's not important when it comes to quality. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. You can have a high-quality box and not have some of the amenities like a locking mechanism. It's unimportant for the storage of the cigars. It's only for security. Yeah. So what to look for? you got to read the article. I'm not going to go through everything on here, but yeah. very interesting. Very good. I mean, there hasn't been um, a magazine out there to really inform me 30 years in the business that really gives me. I, I want to learn. I want more. Mm. When I go to Cigar Journal, I'm learning more. I'm learning stuff I didn't know. This is, uh, I, I would say, you know, the, the amateur can read it and, and learn a whole bunch, or even the guy that's been around for a long time read it and learn a whole bunch also. What makes vintage Havanas collectible? So if you're a collector of cigars, what is it that makes it collectible to begin with? You're going to learn uh, in there. The Day in the Life of Sarah Gonzalez. This is somebody I actually know. She is the production manager of Perdomo Cigars, 71 years old. She moved from Miami to Nicaragua. Nick hired her to go there and run the factory 11 years ago. She was 60 years old, and he hired her day one. Wow. That's awesome. So she's been there for 11 years. Um, she was formerly uh, a roller at the H. Upman factory in Cuba, where I had the honor of being there and uh, seeing the operation. She has been retrained. I'm, sh I'm, I'm sure, knowing Nick Perdomo <laughs> right. to begin with anyway. And uh, she's been running it, and uh, she does an awesome job over there. And uh, it, what a nice article of, of not the owner of the factory, but actually somebody that works in there, and a, a lengthy yeah. article about her. Uh, how to set up a humidor. So you learned what to buy. Now you have it. Yep. Another whole article on setting it up, how to get it ready to uh, have the right humidity. How does... The Cigar Acquire Flavor. Hanky Kellner, in depth. Uh, I know you love this, Mr. Jonathan. I have to say I have to say a couple of things here. So Hanky breaks it down and says that the more organics that you have in the soil, the more nitrogen you end up with in the leaf. Nitrogen is the main component of nicotine. So more organics, more nitrogen, more nicotine, you're ending up with stronger tobacco. More calcium and magnesium in the cigar, you're going to have a sweeter taste. Magnesium, if magnesium is present, you'll see a whiter white ash. ash. Yeah. So you, you'll, you'll know as you're smoking a cigar, the whiter ash, it's magnesium, and you're going to also know because it's a little and bit And you can sweeter. notice it on the wrapper. It looks like there's little bumps, kind of like braille yeah, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the wrapper itself. That's right. And if there's a higher iron, or the, the higher the iron, the more pleasant the aroma is on the cigar i found that i found that whole article fascinating yeah there's a lot to learn there stories of dominican republic cigar companies a whole in-depth story of that joe montaigne yeah um, from the, criminal the minds he plays david rossi yeah a, a story on him and from what i understand an avid smoker uh smoked mostly fuente he played in the movie my little assassin of all people fidel castro yeah hmm. uh, he also contributed to the playboy's Complete Guide to Cigars, which he's very proud of. And he arranged for Peter Falk, another cigar smoker, after his death to have his star placed next to his own in 2013. Solid Columbo. guy. Colombo. Great. Uh, it was a great article. Norma Fernandez. She is the cigar rolling goddess, uh, according to Cuba, the best cigar roller of Cuba. Uh, something with the Bihikes or something. She was the roller of the She Bihikes. rolled all 4,000 
of the original Bahike from 2006. Uh, it was a 7x52, which is the same length as the Cuban uh, Lancero. Um, yeah, it took her six months. She was the only one to do it. Rolled the 4,000 cigars. What's in a vintage cigar? We talked about vintage cigars earlier of what makes uh, vintage Havana's collectible. This is a separate article of what's in a vintage cigar and what it takes to become a vintage cigar, which apparently is 10 years. And, and more important than that is that the 10 years is the benchmark for being able to notice a change in strength and flavor. So if you are sitting on cigars, don't say, oh, I've had this cigar for five years. You know, it must, it must be ready. You need to just sit on it for another five years. Be patient. Let the full 10 years go by and then dip I, into your box. What I like to do is buy multiple boxes because I want to do two <laughs> things. I want a 10-year-old box at the end of this, but I actually want to see the changes as the years go on and see what ends up happening to it. So I need to buy two to go through that process. I've done it many, many times. Uh, pretty awesome. Cigar glue. You ever wonder what that is that they attach it to? They have a whole story of exp explaining uh, do. the cigar glue. Can't say enough about every issue, but especially this issue of Cigar Journal. Um, really connects with cigar smokers worldwide. That's what this is issue and every issue is all about. Incredibly packed issue of Cigar Journal. Look for it with the cover of Hans Christian on the cover from Davidoff. Grab one, go to cigarjournal.co uh, and find out where you, can, where you can get it or just subscribe to it and get it delivered right to your house if that's what you want to do. Let's face it. I'm not much of a reader. I couldn't put it down. Couldn't put it down. Couldn't put it down. Great, great issue. Right now, it's this classic day in history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. It is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. I am loving this cigar. It is burning slow. I haven't even take, hit the ash off it yeah. yet. All this time, I'm going to get longer than an hour out of this one. Today is March 21st. Happy spring, everybody. Uh, today, we have a scientist, an actor, a comedian, and a musician celebrating their birthday today. This is how it works. The closest without going over, gentlemen. Our reigning champion, Mr. Jonathan, will go first. Johann Sebastian Bach is celebrating his birthday today. He's the composer who revolutionized religious and secure secular music composure of 300 over 300 in his uh, birthplace of Germany. He was greatly admired by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. He is <laughs> Johann Sebastian Bach. Born today, what year? <laughs> Way to butcher everything. I want to make sure these two bozos have their answer written down first. Do. All right. 1401. 1401, says Mr. Jonathan. Barry Stein. 1714. 1714. 1600. 1600. I'll give it to Barry at 1750. Nice. What did I butcher? 
Johann Sebastian Bach? You said Bach. No, like I that. didn't. And then you said Mozart. Mozart. That's what it was. It was Mozart. All right. So that goes to Barry. Barry, today is the birthday of Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, you know him? Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, actor who gained fame as Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, star of Broadway Producers, and also Godzilla and Inspector Gadget. He also was the voice of Simba in the Disney's Lion King, married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Matthew Broderick, born today, what year? 1965. Okay, Chuck Morrison, come on. All right, buddy. Had you in here. I was trying to do it, but they, they <laughs> caught me anyway. <laughs> Today is Rosie O'Donnell's birthday. Oh, boy. Rosie O'Donnell, comedian and actor and talk show host, known for her continuing battle with Donald Trump, who is actually in New Hampshire right now. Yes, he is. Testing the waters for the president. I hope he runs. Married and divorced another uh, woman and gained lots of attention. Rosie O'Donnell, born today. You know her. What year was she born? 62. 62. 58. 58. 57. 62 gets two points. Wow. Chuck Morrison, two points. 62 is exact. Could be back. All right. So right now, we only have one question left. We have Barry with one point, Chuck with two, Mr. Jonathan with zero. He needs two points just to tie. Good. And we're going to give it to you. I'm ready. Today is the birthday of Eddie Money. Eddie Money, former New York PD policeman, turned rock star, singer, and saxophone player, made it big with his hits like Baby Hold On, Two Tickets to Paradise. Eddie Money, born today, what year? 1958. 1958. Barry. 51. 51. 48. 48 will take it. It's 49. You guys are over. Wow. Chuck Morrison, three. Barry, one. Mr. Jonathan, zero, who didn't do his homework today. That's why. Yeah, That's see? all right. That's all and, right. Uh, by the way, I want to uh, mention that tomorrow, it's not till tomorrow, though, tomorrow, March 22nd, is Avo Yavazian's birthday. He will, was born in 1926. He'll be 89 years old. Avo Yavazian, my buddy. Keep it coming, baby. Today uh, is also the birthday of the great, the late great Solomon Burke. Has over 400 grandchildren. So he did do his homework and it still failed. He didn't know what I was going to say. That's what that tells me. Whichever classic you choose, it is a classic cigar available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire on your birthday and they will cut light. A free happy birthday cigar just for you, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, before we go to break. Skippy. You've got, oh, we mail. got the mail. Yeah. You've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. All right. We got a lot just like this, but here is just one that we picked randomly because the guy's name was pretty cool. He goes by Scooter Martinez. (laughs) The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I hung on every word Dave spoke about his Cuba trip, which actually marks a first. Uh, That anyone's hanging on his words. I hope there's more to come next week. It's on my bucket list, so the more details, the better. Also, we should not forget that the Cuban people are beautiful and generous, and anyone who criticizes you for traveling there should remember there is a difference between the people and the government. 
Don't hate on them just because you don't agree with their form of government. And that is Scooter Martinez doesn't say where he's Thank from. Thank you. I did get a lot, a lot of letters on this and, uh, and phone calls. And he text said it messages. the best because this was to help the people. It was for the people of Cuba. That's what it was for. I'm no communist. I'm not going to um, help the communists in any way. So stop hating on me. For God's sakes, I, I did something on my bucket list. Uh, We're gonna, yeah. We should really go over the question because we have it's not on the show sheet anywhere here. Which question? The question, the question of, the of the week. It's at the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, you moved it. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. So why don't you read uh, your, your show prep? <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, uh, he made and sold the most expensive cigar in the world, $54,000. What? Uh, he's the owner and founder of Regis Cigars based out of London, England, who's going to be joining us in studio. He's right here. And later, my shocking conclusion on my trip to Cuba. I'm going to spill the beans and blow up all the myths, just the plain lies that have been told to me for 50 years. You'll hear it right here. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, 
You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. And we're back, live from the Flor Dominicana studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. With us is a man that I want on my sales team. He sold a cigar for $54,000 from Regis Cigars. Welcome the man that only needs one name, like Cher. <laughs> Madonna. Yeah, Madonna. <laughs> it's Akil. You have a last name, Akil, right? What's yes. your last name? It's uh, Capasi. Capasi. Uh, Sounds Italian. Well, that's what they said uh, uh, yesterday in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if that's the right thing to but say you, around you, <laughs> But you, t- you talk funny for sure. I, I'm sure we talk funny to you, but uh, you're not from around here. Where <laughs> are you good. from? Uh, I'm, I'm from London. From London, England. Yes, and uh, you're living in Nicaragua now, though? Um, well, I spend a lot of time there. Okay. I do travel around a lot. Technically, yeah, yeah. I guess I still live in, in the UK. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so uh, what gets you into the cigar business? You're a young man. How old are you? Um, well, I, I, I'm 20, 28. Okay, now. the questions are going to get tougher. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. This is good. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm 28. Um, I used to be in the finance business, and uh, 
I decided kind of, you know, I wanted to drink and smoke for a living. So yes. I thought, thought this would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I do really love cigars. And going back to your point about Cuba, it's um, when I was in England and I was smoking cigars over there and, you know, generally enjoying myself, um, I did notice that Cuban cigars were very expensive and the quality was sometimes a little bit inconsistent, shall we say. So yeah. I decided to make a cigar that, you know, Fit the flavor profile, but you know had had better quality and, and consistency aspects to it. So, so you wanted something for yourself, basically, and uh, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, you're in the cigar business. Quite, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a saying, sort of, be careful what you wish for. But yes, yeah. This this has been very and, kind. And to me. this was a few years ago. Yeah, I I started the, the company about four years back. I got it. Um, you know, it's been just amazing ever since. You know, yeah. and. Uh, America has um, been very kind to me as well, as well right. as the UK. Well, it must so. be you made a cigar just for the United States. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're smoking here? Yeah, no, that's the one that you're smoking there is um, exclusively. It's my regional edition for this country. Um, it's a slightly different blends, a bit more strength to it, um, more inventive sizes. And the whole idea behind this was that, you know, everything sort of new and innovative comes out of this country. So I decided to do all the... Um, all the sort of uh, different sizes and, and make a make a couple of different blends more suited to the American palate. So, you know, a bit more strength, um, a little bit more uh, more more nicotine than that, but still got that progression and complexity you get from a from a good Cuban sort of cigar. You mentioned the difference in palates. How would you say? What would you say the number one difference between the UK, Europe, and uh, US is in terms of you know our palates? Well, I, I think I think that. Um, well, there's a, there's a lot of differences because, you know, firstly from, you know, taxation and financial considerations, you know, cigars have different price points. Um, here they, they tax it by cigar, whereas in the UK, for example, they tax it, you know, uh, by weight. So you tend to have a lot of smaller cigars in the UK. Um, in terms of the flavor, I'd say um, the sort of old school kind of Cuban cigars tend to have a, a lighter a lighter flavor. You know, they start off more medium bodied and, and, and progress, whereas here they start very spicy generally and, and mellow out. So it's a completely different way of constructing a cigar. It's a different philosophy. Um, the, the two styles are very different. So it's often hard to compare it. You know? now, have you been to Cuba? Many times. Okay. So uh, I, I had the honor of actually spending the week there last week. Sure. And uh, I'm getting beat up because I'm actually, uh, my lying eyes apparently uh, has uh, been lying to me because people are saying, I didn't see what I saw. But you, you yeah. for, for you just to say some of the things you say, that the cigars are, um, are less complicated and milder and they don't have richness to them and things like that is because of exactly what I saw on the plants, I saw into the, into the factories. And um, I think that, um, you know, making cigars, tobacco other places is going to give you listen you you chose to do it in nicaragua for a reason um you, you're looking for flavor and I, yeah. I think that's what was lacking there i think you hit the nail on the head well so one thing i would say is forgetting about recent production i think cuban cigars have always been you know starting off mild and then progressing in the cigar um you know that beginning and middle and an end yeah i think that the recent quality issues and stuff is sort of independent of that i do agree with you that um, a lot of the quality control uh, tends to be missing, and, and they tend to devote a lot of their um, resources towards other other things like agriculture and you know trying to feed their population and things like sure. that. But um, as, as far as you as far as you, uh, you you know you speak about the the quality issues, you know I do agree with you. I think that um, 
it, obviously, you know, me having been there, Cuba is the country that got me into cigars. You know, um, it's impossible not to go to a factory and fall in love with it when you see a product that's completely made by hand. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's just amazing, amazing to see. Having said that, you know, you go to other countries and, and the way they make their cigars is a lot more professional. You know, there's a lot more quality involved. Um, I would say the quality and the consistency of cigars coming out of Nicaragua today is is a lot better. Um, but one thing Cuba does have that Nicaragua doesn't is, I think, the real cigar culture. You know, you see people in Cuba smoking cigars. You see the general population smoking them, whereas in Nicaragua and, and the Dominican Republic, it's it's uh, it's more corporate. You know, there's, yes, there's less yeah. of that. So yeah, they, they brought the business to them. It didn't grow up there. Sure. So yeah. my, my I think my uh, – so – there's a chap who works with me in the UK called John Danton. He managed Davidoff there for seven years. Um, he's, he's my uh, national sales manager over there, and he put it really well, which is, um, you know, Cuba's maybe more romantic, but as far as practical, you know, cigar can, you know, um, cigar manufacturing goes, you know, Nicaragua wins. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so tell us about your line. So all your different things that are available in the United States, the UK, the short version of all the things you have. Um, okay, so uh, I have the uh, the original core line, which you tried. Yeah. Um, I think you liked it. And uh, I like all your stuff. Yeah, very good. Awesome. So um, the core line is available everywhere? No. Uh, no. Actually, the core line um, is very is, – firstly, it's very Cuban-esque, very, very uh, smooth in flavor, and it's, it's got a, a, a great progression uh, in the cigar. As far as where it's available, uh, it's brick and mortar only. Um, I like to support my friends. Um, I don't let people put that one online um, because I like to uh, maintain a difference because there's obviously different taxation considerations in, in this country. State state, yeah. Exactly. So I don't want to, you know, penalize people for pushing my product in, you know, high-tech states where in, in other states, you know, they can then take the business online or whatever. Yes, yeah. So I have been uh, very um, conscientious about uh, supporting supporting these guys who did support me in the beginning, and that's not going to change um, and then I've got the Exclusivo USA line, which is um, which is um, my uh, regional edition for this country. Um, got the two different lines so far. We're coming out with the blue. We've got the red and the white here. Um, the red is the original. Very rich and balanced. Um, very, very smooth. Um, again, got that progression, but it's a little bit stronger than the core line in uh, more inventive sizes. And then I've got the Claro, which has a slightly lower priming on the wrapper, um, has a double binder, very complex filler, which results in a slightly spicier taste in the nose, and uh, still got that, um, still got that complexity and that progression, but it's a little bit spicier. Got a wider range of flavors, a bit more complex than the than the red, which is more balanced, and that's available um, brick and mortar, and it's online, um, you know, fully sort of um, at that different sizes though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it almost seems more like it's like Jalapa than Esteli because it lacks that that spice yeah you're 100 percent right I, th- I think uh well i use i use a lot of jalapa tobacco um because it's got that uh the sweetness to it see the soil as you know dave it's in cuba it's very dusty you know um it's very uh and it's it's very um um it, it results in in uh, tobacco that's very it's, it's a lot milder than some of the clay soils you get in nicaragua and um, Jalapa, th- that valley has has a lot of that type of soil in it. Um, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, everything is all Nicaraguan puro. Yes, sir. everything. Yeah. Every line. I do that because I could use different tobaccos for short run stuff, but at the end of the day, 
I have to keep my product consistent. And when you're importing tobacco and, you know, you're getting involved with all this stuff mm. and then you're dealing with, you know, people in um, uh, Nicaragua, Dominica and wherever else, it's sometimes not easy to keep the consistency when you're importing and then exporting and things like that. The tobacco has to be kept well. So Yeah, it's not like you own the factory that, that they're being produced in. Well, it's, it's – yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's yeah. not—it's not even that so much. It's more—it's more to do with the fact that when you're importing, you need—it's it's so dependent on the field. It's dependent on you know the, the farmer you buy it from. You know, yeah, it's, someone could have a bad know. year. Yeah, yeah. So you move things around. So you, that's why I keep it consistently, Nicaragua. You mentioned so. short runs. Do you make a special yeah. short run one-time thing? So tell me about something that you've come up so with. I made a cigar for a chap called uh, Mitchell Orchard. In the oh UK. my goodness! Yeah, big a, name, good guy. Yeah, yeah, really good guy. Um, and actually, it was pretty pretty funny because. Uh, I think um, I spent about five thousand pounds in uh, no dollars, so three thousand pounds in uh, in UPS fees, getting that stuff across to England multiple mm. times to get that blend right. But what we did was um, created the Orchard Selection, which was the I, I release every year, and the first year it came out, it just was so well received. Uh, I did a robusto and a Culebra size. Last year I added a torpedo, um, and this year I'm adding a five by forty-eight. It's the only cigar not coming out of Cuba with uh, with that second band on it, which Mitchell Orchard identifies as being of the highest quality and of the flavor that his customers, who generally smoke Cuban cigars, are t- you know, will, will tend towards. So it's been immensely successful, and I released um, half the production in the UK and half in the States for my favorite customers and. You know, so okay. the guys who support me in, in the core line and stuff get get that one too. Where does this fifty four thousand dollar cigar come in? Well, so I was in England. You know, I, re- I released a cigar in England, and uh, we got a lot of traction with it because um, I, uh, I I I knew and and uh, John knew a lot of the guys involved in the business, and um, they were really behind it because it was a good quality cigar, but. Um, a lot of the people would come and, you know, be spending all this crazy money on Cuban cigars. You know, at the end of the day, it's a dead, it's a dry leaf. So you yeah, know, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, all right, well, it's clearly something I'm doing wrong, right? <laughs> but um, so what I did was I said, okay, there's 4,000-pound cigars. I'm going to make a cigar for 40,000 pounds. And um, what I did was I put it on the market in six places in the world, um, two in the States actually. Um, down in one in New York and one in, in California. Wow. And uh, there's a chap who, uh, it, it was more of an experience, I'm going to add. So the chap bought it. Um, I flew over, I lit it for him. I took him on a, a week-long tour <laughs> of Nicaragua. which So the king with a lot of perks. Well, it did, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it, it got a bit crazy towards the end. I mean, I, we were going into bars and stuff, and uh, you know, I wasn't just buying me and him a drink. I was buying drinks for the entire bar, and sure. we'd get standing ovations wherever we went and stuff. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fun time. Does this guy want to remain nameless, or would you? No, uh, yeah, he he's actually a, um, he's a young chap. Sold a coffee business, and um, you know, he, he he went on record as saying, you know, he was asked why he purchased the cigar, and he said, well, you know, I just sold my Lamborghini. I wanted to feel, make myself feel better. Wow, nice. <laughs> A real, real, real good guy. Fun my guy. goodness. And uh, I would love his name and address to get him on my mailing yeah. list. <laughs> There's a guy that spends on, on cigars, that's for sure. Yeah. He was happy with it? Absolutely. Okay. He actually came back to Nicaragua again. He loved it so much. Yeah? yeah. Wow. But you know what? There's, it's like, you know, people tell me, uh, you know, oh, it's too expensive. It's ridiculous. It's this and that, you know. Let me tell you, there's a market for everything. And, you know, that guy, for him, Right, the commodity is not money; it's time. 
right? So I sorted out the transport, you know, making sure it was safe, like, you know, the guards, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it adds value because what you're doing is you're giving someone who does, who wants to learn and doesn't have the time, you're giving them an experience. And see, that's why I, why I love America because I do cigar events and people ask me about the product and they want to learn about it and stuff. In England, it's less, a little bit less like that. Wow. So for someone, especially a younger guy to, you know, want to learn about the product uh, from England, which, you know, is, is a high-tax cigar market and, you know, it's a bit more old school. What do you got, about 100% tax there to double the price? Uh, more, a lot more than more that. More than that. Yeah, it's cost me around $5 a cigar to get into the country. Wow, wow. So, it's, yeah, it's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> but uh, any, any of the politicians listening, it's not a good idea <laughs> anyway, But because, you know, the, the numbers of all of Europe don't... Not even a quarter of what the U.S. sales yeah. are. The U.S. is about half the premium cigar in this, uh, worldwide consumption. Worldwide, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is for me. This is like a, this is a truly free country, you know. And uh, it's, have, you, have yeah. you ever lived here? Uh, I, I spent a lot of time here. I've never lived here. No, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that after spending a little time in Cuba. That uh, sure. God bless America for sure. Before before you mentioned the blue line on the Exclusivo USA that you're going to be coming out with, so you'll have red, white, and blue. Yeah. What can you tell us about the blue line in the terms of the blend and how it's going to differ from red and white? So Exclusivo USA, um, uh, USA red, white, and blue, obviously. Yeah. That's the colors of the flag. That's the idea behind it. Well thought out. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So what, so what I was doing there, Dave. Yeah, I saw, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so the blue, it's going to be a Maduro. It's my first, oh, all right. first ever Maduro. It's going to be – It's what I wanted was I wanted the smooth and the richness, but I wanted a touch more spice. Um, there's, you see, Maduro, uh, the Maduro cigar market, the, the people who like darker, rapid cigars, it's a little bit more complicated. Sure. Um, when you know, done correctly, yeah. which I'm sure you're going to do the right way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you have to – ferment the leaves longer this that's the technical aspect but in terms of the flavor profile that you aim for it's very um you know there's a wide range of maduros out there you know that yeah so it's like you know you've got the smooth ones you've got the spicy ones you've got the ones that are cooked you know like there's yeah. all sorts of stuff so you have to find not only the niche but you have to find what people are truly truly looking for you know and, and it's not easy like i'm doing a lot of research into that right now and they will be priced in the same range of uh, the others yeah which is what so people that are listening that don't know your cigars what are your price ranges of a regis cigar um started they start at 54000 yeah. yeah and then they go down from there <laughs> no I, well well exactly so yeah <laughs> uh, I, I cover the cover the range um so it starts in this country at uh 6 6 american dollars for the smallest in the uh in the core line, and it uh, goes up to uh, $13, excluding tax, in the exclusive line. Okay, your smallest is a Corona? Yes. Type of thing? Okay, and, and how are you finding um, the U.S. as far as size-wise, as opposed to the rest of the world, that um, do we want bigger, thicker cigars is what, what's moving here? Yes. Uh, I mean, okay, so I think part of it's um, a cultural thing, and part of it's a... Uh, a, a, a response to um, the uh, financial situation because the way cigars are taxed it's per cigar so you pay the same amount whether you're importing you know big big cigar or just a small petite corona right. so what it tends to do is skew the market and also um, 
people have a perception of value. Um, that, which, that's interesting. I never, I never thought of it that way, which actually changes a, a yeah. big thought in my mind of how when you bring the cigars in, we, we're, our prices are probably closer together as opposed yeah. to, wow, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Well, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the, yeah, no, you're completely right. And then there's also um, the, the, the value proposition. Now, what I'd say on that point is, you know, you, like, you know, you, you go to McDonald's, you know, after a big night out and, you know, you, for 50p more, 50 cents more, you can get, uh, you know, yeah. super-sized chips. So, <laughs> but, but the thing is you can stop eating chips when yeah, you want to yeah. stop, you know, whereas with a cigar, you know, uh, a 6 by 80 is not two 5 by 50s It's yeah. it's completely different. The flavor yeah. changes, the, you know, the quality of the tobacco, the taste, the experience is, is completely different. So... You know, the thing, it doesn't necessarily translate. That That's, you know, one, one point that I would, I would make. You know? So let me ask you this. When you're blending the cigar and saying this is the type of blend I want, you blend to a certain size. They start with the Corona and say this is the blend of the cigar, and obviously it's going to change if you get to a double Corona at that point. The taste is different, or is, is that tweaked all the way through to so this, all the cigars kind of taste the same? Size-wise. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's a good question, actually. A lot of manufacturers um, can, can be maybe slightly lazy. Um, what I do is slightly different. I make a size, and I actually um, look at the market, especially when I was making it for the UK, because this person who smokes a, you know, bigger th- cigar is not going to smoke a smaller one, so you have to aim each cigar at a particular market. Sure. So what I did was I tweaked the blends. I changed the proportion of the tobaccos and slightly changed the tobaccos because not only is the wrapper a different proportion, but what you're doing is it burns slightly hotter or cooler, and what you're doing is accounting for all these factors in order to achieve an optimum because you can't have the same flavor in a bigger cigar and transpose it to a smaller cigar because it won't make sense. It won't work. You won't be right. able to, so... And that's why I see some. sometimes I'll smoke a cigar and not really care for it very much and actually go through all the sizes and then end up finding, okay, this one works in this particular size and the other ones not so much. There is a best cigar of every size of these people that just do it that way. And then there's people like yourself that say, okay, I'm going to actually move the blend throughout the whole thing so that no matter what size you try, they're going to be the way you meant them to be, like it or not. See. Dave, as a new company, I can't afford to. Um, as a new company, I can't afford to do that because if someone likes a robusto and smokes a robusto and doesn't like it, then they're not going to try anything. Right. Else. So you know, it's like this business has been around, you know, for, for five hundred years. You know, there's people that have been doing this for generations, and to, to come in as a new guy and try and compete with that, you know, the product has to, almost has to be a lot, a lot better. Yeah. You, you have a first shot of of, of a first yeah. impression, no matter what size they choose. It yeah. has to be the right thing to begin with do you actually do you actually sit down and play the role of master blender or are you relying on the blenders at the factory to put something together in a certain profile that you're looking for smoke the samples and then make the tweaks off the samples i i do everything from scratch because the blenders um are great um but you see there's a difference between someone who has a great palate and there's a and, and someone who's got experience in tobacco so I can smoke a cigar and tell you what it tastes like, I think, right? And so I can tell you, okay, and I can smoke the different components of the cigar and, and try and understand what, what each part's adding to it. Yeah, what the blenders can do is tell you, okay, well, they'll smoke the cigar and tell you where the tobacco's from. I can't necessarily do that sure. as much as someone who's been working in a factory for 40 years. But 
if I'm blending it, they know what the leaves are, but I know what flavor I'm looking for. And they, they don't necessarily know the market as well. And they don't know what I'm aiming at, especially when I'm trying to create a cigar for the European market. And most cigars from Nicaragua go to the States. So it's a completely different, you know, some of the cigars I was getting from these guys were just not, you know, they wouldn't sell. So, mm. and, and they weren't what I was used to smoking either, you know, when I was in England. So I do everything from scratch, but obviously there's something to be said, a lot to be said for those guys who know, you know, the curing aspect of the tobacco and, sure. you know, how to process it properly and stuff to make the, the tobacco, you know, the best that it can be sure. so that the cigar tastes, you know, the best. There we go. So what's new for you is the blue it's when it comes out, that's the, the new thing that's coming out. Um, I'm aiming for August. When I released these two cigars, uh, I did it at um, a very, very famous shop uh, called Custom Monte Cristo. Chicago. We, yeah. Yeah. Great, great boys. They're great yeah. boys. Um, actually, they support me a lot. And so with this, we... we uh, we sold a lot of cigars, over 700 boxes, and I raffled a Rolex watch with, wow. with each of these. So we gave away a, a Datejust and a Submariner, and this time I'm raffling. We're going to do another Rolex. It's going to be a really, really special watch. And okay. that blue label, you know, I'm really looking forward to that because it's, you know, I'm, I'm working on the blend right now, but, you know, the prototypes are truly special, you know, really, really special cigars. All right, beautiful. Geez, thank you for uh, making time to come all the way up here to uh, visit us. And uh, we'll look forward to the blue when it comes out. In the meantime, uh, we have the red and the white. And uh, uh, we look forward to watching you grow and prosper. And you're going to be a big deal. If somebody wants to hang out with you, they can meet you in Hawaii this uh, upcoming week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're a traveling machine for sure. (laughs) Drove in from Connecticut uh, this morning after a big uh, time at at Mickey Blake's off to Hawaii. A little stop in between in uh, Salem, New Hampshire. (laughs) My goodness. When we come back, uh, new cigars hitting the shelf uh, and new ones that are going to make their way through the trademarks. And Barry's got some information on that. Bad News Barry with bad news. Mr. Jonathan with some good news. And I am going to give you my shocking conclusion of my trip to Cuba when we return. we got Old Fat Freddy, Gentleman Chuck Morris, and we'll get Debonair when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, and when you're smoking your Regis Exclusivo USA Edition, always remember, keep the lit end out of your mouth. We'll be back with hour number two in just moments. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, That may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. 
adventure and bromance that's right bromance united cigar available in natural or maduro available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to choose smoke them both Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on my ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the South call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older. They stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the Fluid Dominicana Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And this hour, gentleman Chuck Morrison will be getting debonair. Old Fart Freddy will do quite the opposite. Bad News Barry is here in his new arch nemesis. Good news, Mr. John. We need a new name for that. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like Bad News Barry does. And I'm about to spill the beans on a 50-year misconception. Stop hating me. I'm going to tell you what my eyes and ears have seen and heard. My shocking conclusion on my trip to Cuba. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we are high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop, right here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, and the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. Why? Because we insist and demand that you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Uh, You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud where you can set it and forget it on all of them. Okay, I'm going to pass out the next cigar we're going to smoke. And uh, I'll tell you that I have smoked one of these yesterday, a different size. I smoked one this morning, a different size. And I'm smoking the third one right now because I just couldn't wait. 
And uh, I really like this cigar. What I don't like about it is it is a small batch, which means we're not going to be able to buy it again. Right. So if you want to give it a try, now's the, now's the time. It's now or never. This is the Perdomo Small Batch 2005. Barry Stein, what do we know about this? The Perdomo Small Batch Series takes small batch to the next level. It's handcrafted from rare collection of 10-year aged tobacco. Uh, the Perdomo small batch is carefully blended with smaller leaves that have perfect balance of flavor, strength, and aroma, according to Perdomo. Perdomo's created this with 10-year aged filler tobaccos, and right now it's offered in the Ecuadorian Connecticut. In two months, they will have the Nicaraguan Sun Grown, and then two months after that will be the Nicaraguan Maduro, much like what they did with the double-aged. Right. Um, today we've spoken the 5 by 54 Bellocoso, which has an MSRP of 669 and is available at all Two Guys Smoke Shop locations and twoguyscigars.com. Now, Perdomo usually has the pointiest torpedoes that there is. Right. You could poke an eye out with it. Not so much on this Bellicoso. It doesn't have that strong, strong point. Uh, but we'll give this uh, size a try right now for the first time. It is time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo only that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And as I say, I've already smoked two Different sizes of this. This will be the first time I smoked this particular size, but uh, I loved it. I, I just don't like the idea of this small batch that you can't get them afterwards. And not knowing how many do you buy as a, as a uh, retailer, how many do we buy not knowing. But I should know Perdomo when we should buy heavier because he hasn't had a, a loser out there no. ever. No. Very consistent. So a little uh, pre-test, pre-taste draw little vanilla and caramel. Mm. I'll, I'll agree with that right off the bat. Uh, I believe uh, I believe you as well, Barry, because it's written on the box. Oh, really? He Is puts it? the tasting notes right there. Okay. You probably saw it, and subconsciously it sunk in. Well, the box is. is in front of us. We, so. need to change, we need to change the commercial and say, Perdomo, mixes the Kool-Aid for you. <laughs> but I taste that, <laughs> and I didn't know that it said that on there. <laughs> it's very good. I love it. All right, let me fire this this bad boy right. up. We are using the Vertigo Vortex. It's a fourteen ninety nine triple jet flip top, big ass tank lighter. I, I swear the tank on this thing just does not run out. And it's almost like a little table lighter, little pocket lighter at the same time. We like to call this the tweener. Tweener. It's between both, and uh, it's like magic to the people in Cuba. I'll tell you that. You light one of these uh, jet lighters up, and um, you're a magician. They're talking about me now. It was just like a genie bottle. I feel like if I rub it, maybe Barbara Eden will pop yeah, out of it. Yeah, I dream a genie. Yeah, she's still hot. I do her. She's not quite as hot as Betty White, but she'll do in a pinch. <laughs> wow. And, and wow. similar to the barrel aged without maybe any of the alcohol notes to it. Yeah, it, to me, it definitely doesn't have that, that what was it, bourbon barrel mm. age. It doesn't have that oak bourbon um, dominant flavor profile that the yeah. double-aged had. These, See, these come off as a little bit sweeter. For me, I thought that the, the barrel aging kind of went away once you lit it on those. 
So, you know, other than other than it being a nice story, and I do think that those aging in the barrel does soften that Nicaraguan tobacco and bring out some of the sweetness. But, yeah, this is outstanding. I smoked it this morning. I love this. Cigar. I was a little surprised at that. I love it. Yeah. This is right up my alley. Oh, my God. It's perfect for me. I, I like the subtle notes. There's flavor. There's plenty of flavor. Right. But, but it's subtle, and that's, that's what I want. The one thing that stood out for me with these cigars was the aroma. There's that sweet caramel aroma that as the cigar comes down, you can pick it up from the smoke coming off fairly yeah. easily. It's really good. Grab it. Grab it when you can. Uh, what's the price on these? The price on these is uh, six sixty nine. Wow. You can't go wrong with that. No. no. Wow. Like I noticed weird. a lot of smaller sizes on this small batch as well. Any reason for that? They're using smaller leaves on this particular no blend. So, therefore, smaller leaves, smaller sizes. Yeah. No, it's it must be the leftover from the barrel-aged um, tobacco because it's very – it tastes like that cigar without that additive of the, the, the barrel. barrel. I don't know if yeah. this is the fact, but that's that's what I get out of it. And I thought the Connecticut was outstanding when it came to that. So, well, here we have it. So, uh, besides the small batch that, that's out here, we have new cigars hitting the shelves and trademarks too. Yeah, what's new this week is the Perdomo small batch. It's available in – Four different sizes. You have the Corona at 4 by 46 the Rothschild at 45 by 50 the Bellicosa, which we are smoking at 5 by 54 and the Toro Especial, which was reviewed earlier this week on the CigarAuthority.com at 55 by 54 And they have a price range of 5 to $7. Great cigar. Grab it when you can. You'll be sorry if you miss it. I know that the Sun Grown is going to come out after that, and then the Maduro or the uh, Maduro and the Sun Grown. Right, Sun Grown, then Maduro, and, yep. and these are definitely box-worthy. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one. you got to try it. I, I know you're into full-of-bodied cigars. You don't like the mild cigars that I like. Give this a try. You won't be sorry. And as for trademarks this week, uh, Davidoff filed for the name Yamastran. Yamastran, which is the valley where they make the Yamastran tobacco, right? Ah. Yep. And uh, Emma Victorson, the wife of Jose Blanco, yeah. uh, who owns Senorio, yeah. she filed for Fria, which is the Norse goddess of love, sexuality, Beauty and fertility. How do you say that word again? Freya. Freya. It's F R E Y J A. I pulled up the pronunciation. Freha. It's Freya. Freha. And lastly, Pops Family Cigars, who's the owner of Arendoza uh, and friends of mine down in Miami, they filed for DEFCON. 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 So I'm assuming that's going to be a full bodied cigar. Sounds like it. Okay. So those are the trademarks. Those are the new trademarks this week. Okay. So we'll see if uh, they ever see the light of day and they come out uh, or not. But in the meantime, when you're enjoying life till it's full, so it's important to be debonair, gentleman-like. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. You need a gentleman. And this is the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen. How to wear pink like a man. Mr. Jonathan. These Say are, it. 
Etiquette tips <laughs> inspired by our very own Mr. Jonathan. First off here, if you have a darker complexion, you typically would look better in a lighter or pastel type of pink. Contrary, if you have a lighter complexion, you'd look better in a darker pink. I do look very good in a dark pink. If you're not quite ready to sport a solid pink item of clothing, experiment with pink accessories like a tie or pocket square. Beasley. The easiest way to get started wearing something solid pink is with a button-down dress shirt. They're hard to do wrong and often quite handsome. Pink polo shirts are another easy option. Pink t-shirts and sweaters, however, should generally be avoided. Those are women's clothing. That's right. All pink is women's clothing. It is a it is a woman's color. When you have a baby, it's all pink. You paint the room pink. It's go ahead. I digress. Taking the jump from pink shirts to a pink jacket or pants takes an additional amount of confidence. I own the and a little bit of craziness. Not the not the pants. I'm sorry. Just you wearing pink pants. You you deserve a beating. Just you doing the neighborhood right I grew now. up in. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Taking the jump from pink shirts to a pink jacket or pants takes an additional amount of confidence and a little bit of craziness. Yes. Just ask our own Mr. Jonathan. Absolutely. That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? Nailed it. No, I am not debonair enough. I'm against it. Somebody told me uh, my... My color will look good and made me yeah. seem nicer today or something. Yeah, right? you're wearing soft brown, and I think Jess was just trying to buddy up because she took a couple days off this week. Pink, pink, you stink, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news, Barry. What do you got for cigar news? Uh, this week, uh, Ocean City, Maryland, finalized its plan to ban smoking on beaches and the boardwalk. Smokers who want to light up will have to smoke at the back of the beach by the dunes while those on the boardwalk must remain within 15 feet of an ashtray. Have you ever gone to the back of the boardwalk in the next street over? No. Not good. And just for the record, do, are, they, are they guessing that the smoke is just going to stay around the ashtray, like it's not going to disperse out any Yeah, further? you know, once it gets past that 15, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh -huh. So Okay. Um, Seattle, Washington has once again proposed to ban smoking at city parks. The measure, which has been defeated in the past, has the backing of Democrat Mayor Ed Murray. And it seems like every time a smoking law is about to go into effect, where well, they propose something, it's always a Democrat. So, Not that there's anything wrong with just you saying people. that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, just throwing that out there. This week, Aging Room announced a release slated in April for the Aging Room bin number one D Major, a limited edition box press of 1,500 boxes. Also, Avo announced a new limited edition called the Classic Covers, which will feature the classic blend with a variety of different wrappers from Nicaragua, Mexico, and Ecuador. Interesting. I, I want to try that. Yeah. And that, it will show you how much the wrapper changes. It, it uh, does. And it's all in the same box? It's all in the same box. Well, you, oh, So you, they're not going to be available by single? There's no way. Probably not. It will probably be sold as a box set. Yeah, yeah. set. I would imagine. You, you want to go through it, though. You'll be blown away. I haven't tried it yet, but I have tried the same cigar as with trying to put a blend together. Change the wrapper, change the Dramatic, mm. dramatic change. And uh, lastly this week, Bill Gates and Michael Bloomberg created a $4 million fund that will be used to fight tobacco use and ban tobacco sales within developing countries around the world. Oh, Where's the guy that God. wants to put $4 million and help the cigar industry? Akil, get your $54,000 friend to yeah. uh, start a fund, would you? My God, whatever they can do, and we still are going to come out. They're not going to abolish 
cigars. I hope not, man. Spend all the millions you want. It's 500 year old. We want, we want to do it. Keep it going. And that's this week's uh, bad news and new release. All right, let's turn this around, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> all right. The good news segment is going to start off a little bit bad, but then it goes good. This week saw a Rocky Patel and Alec Bradley uh, price increase. However, Clint Tobacco, the parent company of Hammer and Sickle Cigars, sent out a price reduction. Here we go. On the Moscow City. You want a Perdomo, we like to call that. Lowering. It's called a Perdomo. <laughs> Can I finish? Go ahead. Jesus. Uh, Lowering the price. Yes. Just work keep... for him. Go ahead. All right. You want to read it? Go ahead. All right. Uh, they're lowering the price on the Moscow City series uh, in excess of 15%, and they're crafted in the famed Tabadome in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they boast a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper that is both unmistakable and unrivaled. The initial sweet taste of a Moscow City cigar emanates from the Connecticut seed, but once it's lit, becomes rich and nutty, resulting in a smoke that is both full-bodied and flavorful, which is just as much good news as the price reduction itself. There you go. Uh, and one more item. For a time, it looked like Winthrop, Massachusetts, would have a new tobacco regulation banning anyone under the age of 21 from purchasing tobacco products and banning smoking on town benches, beaches, in town parks. After careful deliberation, it was determined that restricting the rights of consenting adults who are 18 and over was not appropriate, said the Board of Health Chairman, Amen. Nick Loconti. That guy must be Republican. I'm just going to mark that down here. Just check uh, on that. Nick. Who? Nicky. <laughs> he also added that the town will back off smoking bans at beaches and parks instead of focusing on uh, playgrounds Amen. and athletic fields. Amen. Winthrop, Mass. I used to hang out there. Nick. Can't be good job, bad. Nick. Good, good job. Okay. I'm going to get to my shocking conclusion. And, uh, Barry, you were telling me uh, some people got some bad things to say about me. Yeah, there's a Habano forum that uh, we were let known about in the chat room where they are bashing you. Bashing me. They think you are doing this to further the sales of tobacco that's available here in the U.S. The embargo is going to be lifted soon. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I saw. These are not lying eyes. This is what I saw. If you want to, I recommend you go see for yourself. If you were lying, you wouldn't be recommending it. I recommend right. you hit up Colin Ganley. Yes, go definitely. Uh, I'm telling you what it is. Listen, I idolized myself. I wanted to see what it was all about. I've been I've been talking about it for 30 years. I finally went and I saw it, and I'm reporting back to you what I saw. That's all. So I, I heard so much crap. My God, that I'm going communist and I'm I'm, I'm changing the economy of, of the country. That was me. I, I said, oh my God, Almighty. So anyway, here it is, the shocking conclusion. You're going to see this on um, thecigarauthority.com. I've been posting day-to-day, each and every day, because I tried to do it last week to get to it. I had all those notes, and then Barry, at the end of the day, said, why don't you just write it down and, and put day for day? I did. I'm no writer, but I put it the best I could do. I did the best job I could do, and the last day is today at about 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock? About 4 o'clock, a little four bit earlier. Um, what I'm saying here will be there along with the, the uh, pages of introduction of the the sixth day, and then I go right into the conclusion of that. So if you want to read what I'm about to say uh, at, an, at a later date, 
go there in, uh, after 4 o'clock today and see it. But, okay, here I go. The following are my thoughts and feelings based on the information I saw with my own two eyes, what I heard with my own two ears, and what I learned in the 30 years I spent in the cigar industry. So I had a little knowledge going in to begin with, so I know what I'm talking about, kind of. Uh, these are my feelings, thoughts, and beliefs only, and not those necessarily of the people that traveled with me. This is me and me only. The shocking conclusion. First off, God bless America. <laughs> I, Amen, brother. I am so lucky to have been born here in the United States and have the right to pursue happiness, wealth, and success. We all complain about things here in the United States, but when you travel to other places, you start to appreciate what we take for granted. We can work and become successful if we want. Good, hardworking people of Cuba can't. That being said, it is honestly not as bad as I thought it was there. They do get free housing. Everybody has a house and nobody is homeless. They get free health care. And I didn't. And I did see a lot of old people, or they looked old anyway. They get free education, including college, along with uh, some rations. They'll get some rations of some things. There is no unemployment either. Everybody gets a job and is paid a whopping $30 per month. Which, when you really think about it, if you have your food taken care of and your housing taken care of and all that, $30 is spending money. Spending money. It's nothing. And they can't do better. That's the problem with the, with the whole thing of um, communism. But anyway, they have history, culture, music, and art. They seem happy, and they are more informed about what's happening around the world than I thought they would be. Believe me, we spent a lot of time talking to them. They're not stupid. They understand what's happening. Some parts of Cuba seem like the Dominican Republic as you go through. Some parts seem just like Nicaragua. I've seen some areas that even look like Florida as you're going by. You wouldn't know that you weren't in Florida. And some seem like New Orleans with people singing and dancing and drinking and partying in the streets. It was like we were on Bourbon Street at some points. My kind of party right there. Once I got past the propaganda signs, the billboards, the posters, I actually felt safe while I was there. Crime is very, very low because if you get caught, the penalties, in, the penalties are bad. There were no drugs, no signs of weapons or guards like there are in other countries standing there with uh, rifles in the hand. Yeah. We didn't see it at all. It was very civilized. Nobody seemed like they were trying to get out. Actually, I asked them. I think the ones that wanted to leave left and those that remained are actually okay with it. They certainly would like improvements with their freedoms, but so would we. They see improvements happening now and expect to continue where Americans feel like we are losing our rights and freedom, and we expect that to continue. I spoke candidly with some who not only once but twice asked me to run for president. <laughs> they were joking, but because of my thoughts and how to, imp of how to improve Cuba, it really wouldn't take much to turn it around in a big way, which takes me to how their product is really. The Cubans believe that the world believes, along with them, that Cuba has the best cigars, the best rum, the best sugar, and the best coffee. Everybody knows that, right? That's what they believe, but that is not what I believe. I believe they don't. Cuba stopped caring in 1960. It's a communist country, and communism doesn't work to make people do and be the best they can be. 
It's just the way it is. Right. The old Cuban way is that for a reason. They don't have the tools and supplies to do it the new improved way. The rum barrels are third generation from all kinds of different sources, not because it's better, because it's cheaper and it's available to them. And they told me so. It can't be consistent, and it isn't. <laughs> they are living off an old reputation and a belief that is simply not true. Modern-day sanitation hasn't hit there yet, and it hasn't for the past 55 years. I was appalled at some of the things that I saw. And as for the cigar industry, I can go on all day, but I'll try to hit the bullet points on these items as I go on. Today's modern-day cigar tobacco farmer in Honduras, Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Mexico, and the USA is fertilized land in a rotation, rested farms that use different seeds to grow different types of tobacco, not so in Cuba. Today's modern-day tobacco farmer cares for their tobacco plants by pruning the flowers off the plants and keeping the nutrients going directly to the leaves. Not so in most of Cuba. Today's modern-day tobacco farmer uses six primings when removing the leaves, starts from the bottom and removes the priming, priming number one, and resting the plant while removing the tiny little plants that grow aside of those plants' leaves that were removed, known as suckers, to keep the nutrients going directly to the leaf. Not so in most of Cuba. Cuba uses only three primings, and they're all used in every cigar. That's right. They are all used in every cigar, every brand, and every size. The bottom third, the first priming, is used for combustion. It helps the finished cigar burn well. Nothing is wasted. The velado, or sand leaves, um, which actually would touch the ground, are discarded in most fields everywhere except for Cuba, where they are used. Nothing is wasted. The second third is used for aroma. It makes... The finished cigar smell good while it's burning. I forgot to mention flavor because that didn't exist. The, the top third is used for strength, not flavor. And they're, they're not even considering flavor at all when making a cigar. And what about the blend? This is, this is where it really got funky to me. There is no blend. For all Cuban cigar fans out there, if you believe what I'm saying here, you should be shocked because I was. There is no blends. Cuban cigars are a commodity like wheat and grain. Sure, there are brands, but that is not determined until the finished cigar is sized and color sorted. I'll say that again. There is no determination of what cigar that is until it is color sorted and sized, then it becomes a cigar. Every factory is making every brand because they're just making finished cigars, and later it will be determined what that cigar is based on the size and wrapper color only. We've been duped for 50 years. Maybe not. I, don't, I think duped might be strong. It really is how they've been doing it forever. Because if you think about the, where the cigar culture comes from, tobacco burning and, and exhaling to the shaman and having him offer it up. It was a religious ritual. The taste, it's medicine at that point. Right. The, it, the taste, taste has, nothing to do with has nothing to do with it. Just like in medicine, how the medicine tastes doesn't matter. I sat in on tastings with the people from the factory and taste was not a 
mentioned at all. Right. It was combustion, uh, which is mad. It was aroma. And then it was, does it have some strength in it? Yeah, you take antibacterial uh, pills or whatever to kill a bacteria that's growing in your body. You, you're not going to chew it. It doesn't taste good. It's medicine. Yeah. So what about the Cuban master blender? What about the not master blender, but just a regular cigar blender? I look for them everywhere. I ask for them. I met farmers, rollers, the folks that dry the tobacco in the bonds. I met the tobacco sorters, the tasters, and the people in packaging. I saw every aspect and part of production in the six days I spent in Cuba and never met the blender. I never heard of one. Is it possible that there are no blends? Every single cigar brand is the same. Using tobacco from any farm, as long as the tobacco is used in the cigar, has tobacco equal of all three primings. By doing so, every cigar will burn acceptable, have an acceptable aroma, and have some acceptable strength. I believe that is exactly what is happening there. I saw it with my own eyes. After the cigars are rolled and then color sorted, sized by color, after the box, they have a box full of matching sizes and color, they are then brought into a room with many brand packagings right there and banded and boxed and sealed. By the way, those finished cigars are not placed in aging rooms to rest for nine months or even nine minutes. They are ready, or so they say. The tobacco is baled after nine months um, that the tobacco was drying and then ready to be sold today. This is way too fast in my opinion. Now let's look at the cigar roller. And we're going to go, we'll go back to that after we go to break because uh, we're running out of time here. So when I come back, I'll go to the cigar roll. When we come back, my final pages on my shock and conclusion on my trip to Cuba. Also, we have Old Fat Freddy in the Aging Room, news from the asylum, and the best tweets of the week with Recluse Cigars. We'll even go through the calendar for upcoming interviews and events to be heard on the Cigar Authority real soon. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. Diablo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. Diablo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. Cohiba proudly presents Cohiba Nicaragua, a luxurious expression of flavor and complexity. Bringing a new dimension of taste to the Cohiba portfolio, Cohiba Nicaragua is intricately balanced and blended with the finest hand-selected leaves from the volcanic soils of Esteli and Jalapa. Experience luxury with Cohiba Nicaragua, a rich, creamy, full-flavored smoke 
peppered with bold notes of spice. Find yours today at Fine Tobacconist Everywhere. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. John, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey, you. He is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? 
Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Oh, yeah, I'm getting myself in trouble. We're live at the Florida Dominicana Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Old Fart Freddy standing by. We'll look to our calendar of events and more. And uh, we're going to get to the conclusion of my shocking conclusion of my trip to Cuba. Um, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, the haters are hating, and um, it's almost like you're talking about their child or their mother. I mean, it's. And, and the, some people that are keeping an open mind are saying, you know what, it, it actually makes sense. That is the way uh, that you would expect something to happen in a communist country. And then you've got the other side where they just have been drinking. I would, like to so have, I would like to have the debate with somebody that's actually been to Cuba lately and tell me that it's any different than I was. The people that have never been and say, no, that's not the way it is. Well, you haven't seen it. Right. I didn't see it before, and that's why I couldn't come to a conclusion until I ended up seeing it. And somebody in your position, again, 30 years in the business, you've been to so many factories. You've not even been to the factory. It's not like you know you go to Perdomo's factory. You're not taking the regular tour everybody else is taking. You're going with Nick. Yeah. He's showing you the different things, so you know what's going on probably more than the average and, person. And, and this is how this was, too, because Colin Ganley got us in places maybe I will never be invited back to. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, listen, I, wanted, I wanted to see everything, and, and I'll, I'll preface it by when, when the Cuban embargo ends, and it will, mm-hmm. we'll have the cigars in here, and we'll sell it, and we'll make money on it, and, and that's all there is to it. And if you like it, you like it. I'm just telling you what I saw. You know, th- th- there's no back end to it, and my friends in the industry, and I don't want to end up – my friends there. I mean, I have friends in Cuba, and, uh, you know, I, I wish everybody well. I'm just saying it the way it is, and – Stop hating, please, God. So <laughs> right got- now they're liking you to a person who brought a pork chop into a synagogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is me and me only. So don't take it off on anybody else that was uh, with me or brought me or anything like that. This is my feelings and uh, what I saw, and that is it. So uh, now let's look at the cigar roller. Most, by the way, were young that were in the factory, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that, uh, just making an observation. Uh, but I couldn't help but notice their tools. So the dull chevettes, that's the tobacco knives that they use to uh, cut the tobacco, oh, they could just sharpen it. Maybe they can't because it'll wear out too long and they can only sharpen it once a day, once a week, who knows. But it was dull. Uh, the cracked wooden molds that I saw that they were still using and that they call vintage Uh, Or the cheap plastic molds that I saw in Cuba as opposed to the precision interlocking um, provolene or whatever it's called that they they use, the molds that you see everywhere else, the really nice ones. This was way different than that. Um, They cannot do a great job with this old, worn-out tools. 
That's how, what I believe, and that's what I saw, that they maybe they're trying to do a great job, but if you don't have the right tools to do it, that's it. Mm. Puro in a cigar means that a cigar is pure of one country blend. Cuban cigars are puro and use their own tobacco, criollo. That's what they use, and it's not like they're growing different. You know, They're not growing Connecticut seed in Cuba. They're growing criollo, um, and they do not blend. Um, they are using tobacco uh, like they do using tobacco from other countries. The bulk of all the tobacco that's used there is used in the Pinar area, 100 farms that exist there. Mm-hmm. A puro cigar means that it has always, uh, to me, is somewhat one-dimensional because it's all um, used of that same tobacco. Now, other countries like um, Regis that we smoked uh, is using tobacco in the same country but different regions of the country that are very different from each other, and we know this from seeing it, seeing it ourselves. Different soil, different seeds, different things that happen. It's the only way that you can really get complexity. It's the only way. That's it. Mm. So it's like Mike making a pasta sauce with just tomatoes from one area and not adding any meat or any spices to it. You can eat it, but it's just going to taste like tomatoes because that's all it is. If you like tomatoes, that's okay. If you like the taste of a Cuban cigar the way it is, you like it and that's it. But it's not going to be different one to the other because it's really all the same ingredients used over and over. I smoked about 50 cigars in six days. Folks, don't try this at home. I am a professional. It's an average of about eight cigars a day. I smoked every brand that I could find, every size, every different color, on different days and at different times. I did my homework. I took this this journey very, very seriously. The cigars, and I'm speaking about all of them, were young, meaning they were not aged long enough. They were underfilled. They were overhumidified, too wet. I could hardly keep them lit. I had to relight over and over again. It was disappointing because I was expecting much more. It was not the first time I smoked a Cuban cigar ever. I smoked them. To be honest, I have never been a big fan, but I did have some belief that they were better than I had detected. I believed I, was must, I must have been missing something. Maybe it was, just wasn't up my alley, to my palate, to my liking. But they were great cigars from people who liked that flavor. Today, I believe that that wasn't it at all. I don't believe that they are great or even very good. They are what we had on our tasting notes in the H. Upman factory, which was sufficient, regular, or acceptable at best. My friends in the cigar business, the ones that own and operate cigar factories, to my colleagues, we who sell non-Cuban cigars, here's the good news. Stop worrying when the embargo ends. It will end someday, and we will be fine. The forbidden fruit, Cuban cigars, are not, will not be forbidden anymore, and they will not only sell well due to their losing their mystique to the Americans, but for the rest of the world, who will then open their eyes. Cubans will have to get with the times and improve or grow something else. To the American cigar smoker, I've been a cigar smoker and selling cigars for over 30 years now. I've smoked all of them. I consider myself somewhat of an expert in the field, as pretentious as that sounds. I truly believe Americans are smoking the best cigars today than any time in history. Light up a great cigar today. Enjoy what has been consistently improving for 500 years here in the United States, the cigars we smoke from these other countries, premium handmade cigars, and that is my conclusion. 
So hate we, it as much as you I want. I wish we could have like a standing ovation or something. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> listen, hate what I said. It is simply my opinion of what it is. I'm not saying that this is the gospel. Um, unless my eyes were lying, that's exactly what I saw. And I urge you to go there, see it for yourself. Um, Colin is going to have his next uh, trip coming up May 3rd through 8th. And um, we were like the guinea pigs that went on that trip. Um, we told him what we liked and what we didn't like. And he took notes and he really wants to make it better and better every, every time. Uh, if you're interested, um, the next trip, as I say, May 3rd through 8th, he has improved the hotel. Um, they're going to stay at the Hotel Nationale, which I hear is really an awesome hotel to go to. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, maybe I will. Uh, if you are interested, contact Colin Ganley directly at Colin, C-O-L-I-N, Ganley, G-A-N-L-E-Y at gmail.com. That's his email address. I hope I'm supposed to give that up out and not, <laughs> not give it out, but there it is. Um, and he will send you the details. The next trip will be 15 people instead of the, the seven we had total. Um, and um, he needs to hear from you ASAP because he has a lot of paperwork to do because this is a legal trip. Uh, it's all legitimate, and he has to deal through, uh, you know, all the right people. And, and it make really is the VIP tour is what it sounds like. It is. He, took, he took us places. Unbelievable. Um, and I, I love the people of Cuba. I don't like their politics and their government, uh, but I love the people of Cuba. I, I hope someday that they have some freedom to um, to pursue their happiness and wealth and success. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. And um, I hope that they they hear this and they step up their game. You know, make them believe like it's the best in the world and it's not. They'll just continue to do it bad. And they, they you know, they have the, the climate. Uh, they need some uh, infrastructure. They need some um, things that they don't have. Fertilizer would, would, would yeah, be a good idea. Rest. Uh, maybe a broom, clean up a little bit. <laughs> you know, you got guests coming. I don't know. Uh, but that's it. That's all I have. So uh, we'll see where that takes me. And uh, send all your, uh, your hate mail to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to take a peek into the asylum with some crazy news from the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. Daniela Liverani, 24 years old, from Edinburgh, had been having nosebleeds and the scent of swamp in her nose for weeks, but chalked them up to a burst blood vessel from a motorbike crash. During a hot shower, Daniela noticed a dark shape that she once believed to be a gelatinous blood caught wiggling inside her nose and after careful examination thought it resembled the thick tail of an animal. 38 minutes later at a local emergency room, hospital staff used forceps and tweezers to remove a three-inch leech from her nasal cavity. Talk about nose candy. That's insane. That's 
asylum. That's gross. Is what that is. Me away, They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. False. Google it. Look into our calendar next Saturday, March 28th. We have Jared. He is a sales rep from Christoph Cigars. He will be joining us for what we're calling Total Recall. Join us at an all-day event here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem for the special event. And afterwards at 6 o'clock, it is a $20 per person evening event, which will include three cigars and some snacks, and he's going to take you through the whole tour of how Christoph makes his cigars, and we're going to have a little fun with Jared. So if you're interested, look us up, and uh, $20, it's going to be a great night, a cheap date. Uh, join us for that. The following week, Saturday, April 4th, is the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It is the Cigar Authority's fifth anniversary show. Cannot believe it. Five years and uh, if, uh, if I can get through all the crap I just said and everything is all right with my health and everything, <laughs> I will be here. Uh, so we'll look forward yeah. to that. And Good we'll thing s- you have a remote starter. No. Then, then I'm off to the Dominican Republic for TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America. And uh, I'll report with uh, the limited releases and the special TAA stuff in news and gossip and stuff that I hear there. No one's going to be talking to me anyway because, as you can see, I, I, uh, I spilled the beans. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that is that. All right. So, so it's time for the best tweets of the week. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. These are the best tweets I saw all week. My contribution to Mother Earth is not wasting water cleaning glasses when I can drink straight from the bottle. Nothing, nothing. Like a good neighbor, I don't really care. There we go. <laughs> As a capitalist, my favorite part in Pretty Woman is her joy when she agrees to pay, uh, when he agrees to pay $3,000 for six days, effectively lowering her rate from $100 an hour to $21 an hour. There we go. On a scale of one to crazy, how many cats are you? Ah. And the best tweet I saw all week, bacon gives me a lardon. <laughs> Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled into bar the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. See, now this week they were funny, but the tweets of the week are like a Cuban cigar. They're just inconsistent. <laughs> Barry Stein. Okay, Barry, uh, last week we had a question and an answer, and this week we have one. What do you got? Well, last week we asked what was your favorite method to light a cigar. This is, uh, you go on to the Cigar Authority. Authority on the right-hand side, about halfway down on the page, or if you're watching the show now, it's right across from the chat room. Okay. Um, You can vote, and it won't take you away from the page. Okay. Um, The options were matches, soft flame, jet lighter, and cedar spills, and the winner with over 80% of the vote was jet lighters jet lighters amen amen it is the best and following that was uh matches then soft flame and there was one vote for cedar spills yeah Ah. so uh this week on the cigar authority we ask you uh what is your favorite segment of the show oh my the Mm. classic three-way all the way to the mailbags um i I have a prediction pretty much i have have a prediction prediction. what's gonna run away with it and uh 
It's going to be the next segment. Yes, yes. old Fart Freddy. Why don't we take a peek in the aging room, Charles? It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, there are these machines that produce cool, dry, conditioned air all summer long. In my day, when we needed a break from sweating our balls off, we pulled the chair up behind the horse with its tail wagon. Sometimes the horse knew what we were up to and let out some less than fresh air of his own, all in a day's work for a man. Nowadays, when it's cold and snowy outside... You can change the temperature in the room with the flick of a finger. Before you know it, the room is nice and toasty. In my day, when your core temperature started to drop on a cattle drive, you would strip down to nothing, zip two sleeping bags together, climb inside with the rest of the cowboys, and try not to make eye contact with anyone. It's sometimes hard to be a man. Mmm. What choice of words. Nowadays, milk has a shelf life of two weeks if it gets stored in the fridge just after opening. In my day, Mummer and the milkman would simply ask the milk over and over who its daddy was. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Since we never drank bad milk, I guess it worked. We were horse fart sniffing, cowboy cuddling, fresh milk drinking men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. I love the smell of freshly yelled at milk in the morning. Reminds me of victory. (laughs) (laughs) Old Fat Freddy, you think he's going to win for the best segment? I think Old Fat Freddy runs away with this A little Brokeback Mountain action in there, too. Yeah, it was. So a quick recap of the show today. Uh, We first... uh, um, talked about the Cigar Journal yeah. uh, magazine. If uh, there was ever an issue of Cigar Journal or any magazine to actually look at, this is the one uh, for a lot, fascinating. Of, a lot of different reasons. I thought, it was gonna, I thought it was going to be a chore getting ready for it, you know, when it comes out. Uh, and I, I look forward to it now more than ever. There's, there's a whole bunch of information there if, if, uh, if you're interested uh, in cigar information. And obviously you are if you're listening to the show. We're getting a lot of it from these people. And I'll tell you, print is not the um, fastest place to get information. Right. And it's not that type of information. No, they're it, not trying to break news. They're trying to actually teach you about cigars. Yeah. And, it's, and it's everything from how to pair with spirits to what humidor to buy, how to take care of your humidor, how to set it up. What happens in the soil to, to, to make the taste? It was fascinating. That's the way they have to go for print media is they can't go with breaking news type of thing because it's way too late. But information like this, I mean, this is actually a book. You know, oh, yeah. th- this is something I'm going to keep because I can refer back to it for, for the information. Well, mine's about mine's it. all highlighted up, underlined. Great, yeah. great issue. Um, and then it's Regis Cigars. And we only smoked the, um, the white-banded one uh, today. But um, they have the red one uh, that I'm going to smoke next and then look forward to the Maduro coming out in the future. The, With the blue, blue band. The blue, blue band, band, right? Red, white, and blue. Yeah, I can see where he went there. Yeah, you know? can't get much more American than that. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, and we'll see where this young man goes. Maybe a free piece of apple pie. There we go. Yeah. Only if it's warm. Yeah, warm apple pie. Smell my finger. <laughs> then we lit up uh, Nick Perdomo's uh, new small batch, 2005, which I was just noticing uh, when that segment was going on, that the bottom band of the Regis saying Exclusivo USA 
almost is the same exact band as the second band on the Perdomo, uh, Small Batch 2005. Which it's, is almost uh, the same band that Tatuaje used for the uh, Exclusivo East Coast and West Coast that they did like t- eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. The good thing about the second band on there is if you end up saving a couple of cigars and you don't realize that this was what year and what special sure, thing right. it was for... There's the information on it. So a second band is good, or you write in the back of the cellophane or something and keep keep track of it because now we know to age a cigar for 10 years. And yes. The second band is going to be actually the proof of what's going on here. Um, and um, what else? What else? We also had your uh, conclusion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably going to get ugly from this point forward for me uh, of – naysayers or whatever it is uh, as i say i urge you to go and see for yourself this is just one man's opinion uh based on what i saw if i have lying eyes i have lying eyes but um i saw what i saw and i got a little bit of uh agreement from our audience that maybe somebody saw to put you on the spot what was your favorite part about the trip it was unbelievable from start to finish. I mean, uh, the places that we ate at, they, you know, that you would never even believe that it was a restaurant, that we walked through an alleyway, and then we went up many, many staircases, and it seemed like we weren't even on a building anymore. It was like a treehouse, and the next thing you know, you're, you're in a restaurant, which is somebody's little restaurant tucked away. Um, then there was one that was ch- chocolate and strawberry. They had done a, a movie there. Um, it was a it was a condemned building for the most part. I can't say it any worse than that. And we went up many flights of stairs to the rooftop uh, where you see the pictures of the frames and stuff like right. that and blue lights. And uh, they gave us a, um, a rum tasting, which we had done all day long, by the way. <laughs> and then later that night, there was the people from the rum company again, Havana Club. They market the hell out of their product. They're everywhere. Every cigar store you went into, there was more rum than there was cigars. In the cigar store, uh, every store sold rum. That's their big thing. And as I said, they are geared up for when the embargo ends. They're ready to send their stuff out right away. Did any meals stand out above the others? Uh, it, it was all different. I mean, there was one that had a. Um, it was. It was um, actually near the embassy, uh, tucked away uh, near the water. And they, uh, Colin was saying, they have a lot of things to order here, but there's only one thing to order: the thing that's in the box. It's a uh, slow roasted chicken and blood orange juice. That's what you get. Don't get anything else. And they'll bring it family style, and it'll just be all you can eat, which is a big plus for me right off the bat. And um, it was outstanding. I mean, falling off the bone type of slow roasted. Um, but this is um, rice and black beans and, and um, what do they call the bananas? They have the plantains in every meal. Tostones? Uh, yeah. And, um, Those are my favorite. The, the the high-end restaurant was that abandoned warehouse-looking uh, place that it was like a type of five-star um, restaurant that it was all fancy-looking and, you know, uh, looked as good as the Is that the one case. that had all cigar uh, no, entrees? No, that was a different place. That was the one and only place that didn't allow smoking. It was crazy. And not crazy here because we wouldn't That's expect normal, smoking right. anywhere. But after going through everything, uh, that was the one place that didn't allow it. It was a small place, and maybe that was the reason why I was kind of boxed in or, or whatever. But um, we, we were kind of pissed off that we couldn't smoke in there after being able to smoke everywhere else. Then we come back home, and you can't smoke anywhere. So uh, back to reality, back to the free land of America where you can't smoke any place. Right. America. So, America. 
So, uh, as I say, next week we're back live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. We'll be joined by uh, Mr. Total Recall. We call him that because he has an almost perfect recall. I want to mess around with him and, like, say some numbers at him and have him repeat it back. I think he's more visual than he is audio. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that We've out. we got to do something. Maybe uh, whatever. Um, this is Jared Trudeau, and he's the New England rep for Christoph. He'll join us there. And we're just a week away from the uh, the big show, um, which will be the uh, anniversary party, 50th anniversary of uh, Cigar Authority, this mess. So uh, I guess we're getting a lot of hits. We're growing. It's getting bigger. Uh, I'd love to see what section, a good question you asked this week, go on the Cigar Authority and tell us uh, what what segment you like the best. And uh, you can always write to us. You see on the Cigar Authority, uh, contact us. Click it and write whatever you want, and we may or may not uh, read it because we're getting we so many a, letters. Yeah, we have a backlog of uh, – we could do almost do a whole but show. I promise you we'll read every single one of them, and I will take uh, your consideration, whatever you're saying, uh, to heart and uh, hopefully make the show bigger and better. Special thanks to Akil from Regis Cigars for coming all the way over here and joining us and uh, sharing his information with us. Watch this young man. He's going to be big. Regis Cigars. For Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morris, and Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority and the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Perdomo Small Batch 2005 Connecticut, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you back here next week on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, Aiku Mazinga Tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven.